This is Patrick Verrill, and today I'm speaking with Guy Robinson, a senior lecturer in the Department of Natural Sciences at Fordham. What is typically the worst time of year for pollen, and how does this year compare to that? This is typically the worst time of year. So late April to early May is usually when the middle of the season is getting underway. And what you'll start to get is a co-occurrence of birch and then with oak. And these are usually the largest, um, the, the largest numbers that we get of pollen uh, throughout the year, in fact. Now, there's typically a, a certain sequence that the plants follow, right? Yes, absolutely. There is, a, there is a, a set sequence. So in that respect, the pollen every year is, is very predictable. Um, so we'll start out sometimes as early as February. We'll start to see cypress pollen uh, that may be mixed in with um, elm and alder and sometimes a bit of maple. The maple will then continue to increase, uh, and the the cypress will probably hit its peak in sometime in March, and then you start to see other species begin to join in as the uh, as the cypresses are declining. Talk to me about catkins, which sounds like a delightful cartoon character. Catkins are actually the technical term we use for these for these structures, these these uh, these structures that carry many flowers on the trees as they're releasing the pollen into the air. Well, what I noticed uh, last week, I noticed in Manhattan here there were just huge amounts of catkins that had already fallen from the oak trees. Now this tells me that probably we're past the peak for oak, and this tells me also that we're probably past the peak for pollen in the Manhattan area. There may still be a peak to come in the northern suburbs, but I think we're past some of the worst of it already because so many of them are already on the ground, which tells us that the, the trees have already released the pollen and they've dropped the structures that are doing the job of releasing them. So it's fair to say that if you're somebody who's allergic to this type of pollen, that if you're walking around in the park and you see these on the ground, that might bring you a little bit of a sense of relief. Okay, the, the peak is past. I might be feeling better in the next few weeks. Yeah, that's true. It's certainly, if you're if you're allergic to oak, uh, if you're allergic to hickory, well, your trouble is about to begin. Now, you monitor a couple of different stations around the New York City area. Can you talk to me a little bit about the differences that you see between the two of them? So we have a station here in Midtown Manhattan on 60th Street, and we have another one up in Armonk in the northern suburbs. Um, now, typically, we're going to see the same sequence of pollen um, occurring as the, as the season kind of unfolds. Um, so the same sequence of different species will come one after another in a very predictable pattern. The main difference, I would say, is that typically the, um, the, the, the 60th Street Midtown station We'll start seeing things a day or two early. It doesn't always happen that way, um, but usually they'll be just a little bit earlier. Is there any one kind of pollen that, that is, is the one that really drives people nuts when you think about allergies? Because this is often what gets people talking about it is when there's high counts of this stuff. Yeah, the ones that are often the, the real troublemakers, uh, there's several actually, but the, the big ones probably are birch and oak. Um, and I would say there is also ash, um, which you don't usually think about a great deal. 
Um, there's also um, London Plain, which is common in the city because so many uh, street trees are London Plains. Um, they're otherwise known as sycamore. But we also get a lot of pine pollen, but those don't tend to be troublesome in terms of allergies. So going forward, what kinds of pollen will we be seeing? We'll be getting a little bit of grass. We've seen a little bit this, this month already, um, which is uh, not unusual, but it'll start to increase towards the end of the month, the grasses, and then, and then will continue into June. There'll be a second season for grasses that occurs in, um, after the summer. So there's usually a gap in the summer where we don't get any pollen at all. Then we, then we come to a second grass season, which usually starts in around September or October, and then we get the largest amount of grasses. Um, but for the rest of this month, we'll start to see those grasses coming in for that first season, and then we'll start to see hickory and walnut and a couple of other uh, late season uh, trees. Is there anything about the Northeast that's unique when it comes to pollen? I wouldn't say unique exactly, but when you get into you know what we call the mid latitudes, you tend to get a lot of uh, wind, wind pollinated species. As you go further south into you know into the subtropics and then the tropics, particularly, many more species are pollinated by insects, and those tend to be much less troublesome. Most people who have allergies badly up here in the Northeast, if they were to go to the Caribbean for a vacation, they would probably find they don't get allergies there.